This is In The Zone. It's Maurice Drummond. Maurice! That's an introduction that, you know what, can we just start it over? I, I want to hear that introduction again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys really know how to warm up a guest, man. I, I really, I'm always honored to come on with you guys. Hey, thanks a lot, fellas. And um, you know what, you're doing an unbelievable job. And uh, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for letting me come on. On the In The Zone Network. Hey, this is the living legend K.I.L., and I'm feeling wonderful, and I'm in the zone. Shatota. This is In the Zone. Woo! We got Charlie Horse and Malay. Woo! Stop the tape! Stop the tape! Ah! Malay, block it out! Ah! 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 On the In The Zone Network. NTZ. In The Zone. City to city. State to state. Worldwide. This is the In The Zone Network. This is it. Everybody get up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Uh, the show is brought to you by the In The Zone Network and the In The Zone Store. Special shout out to the fun guy himself, Kawhi Leonard, for blessing us with <laughs> an introduction today. Uh, for those of y'all who may not have been following this, uh, Kawhi gave a speech at opening night of the NBA season here last Tuesday. And to start, you know, trying to get the crowd's attention with the hey, hey, hey. And they have, of course, gone crazy with this as we do anytime Kawhi opens his mouth and says anything. Gone crazy with this on social media. And the perfect mix ever is him on blurred lines doing the hey, hey, hey in place of Robin Thicke. Shout out to Kawhi. Thank you for blessing us, Kawhi. But uh, we got a lot to get to today in um, the show. We got, you know, secure the bag first and foremost. First and foremost, we got to just show love. To be loved. To be loved. feeling. We showed love and joy last time. We, you know, we were here with y'all. Joy. With, you know, Brad Bill securing the bag. We had a few other people secure the bag that we shot out. This is our longest list yet. I am very happy to be here. Longest list of recipients to get a shout out, starting with the man who has the biggest amount on this list, Mr. Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Four years, $115 million. Whew, that's a lot of money. Buddy Hill up next, four years, $86 million could possibly get to 104 with incentives. 
DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs getting the four-year extension, $64 million. And um, also DeMontis Sabonis of the Indiana Pacers getting a four-year extension as well for $77 million. And last but not least, Joe Ingles of the Utah Jazz, one-year extension, $14 million. Collecting them checks, Joe. Steady getting checks. I love it. Everybody gets paid. You get a check. You get a check. You get a bag. You get a bag. Everybody gets paid. We love it. We love it. So, we'll get into some of my takeaways from the start of the NBA season thus far. Um, Also have to talk about what is looking like the end of the Warriors dynasty out in Golden State. What did you say? Now that Steph Curry has suffered a broken hand, he just had surgery on here the other day, um, out three-plus months. So we'll touch on what this means for the Warriors and what's up next for them. Um, But then we'll also get into a new segment of mine called Price Up or Price Down, uh, where we look at some of the different teams, players uh, at different points using, you know, the sample size that we have so far in the NBA season uh, to say, you know, who's kind of rising and looking better than expected and also uh, your teams and your players that might be disappointing thus far. So first and foremost, <clears throat> getting into some of my takeaways from the season so far here to start, um, we got a great opening night game here a couple weeks ago between the two L.A. teams, uh, a game that the Clippers ended up winning 112-102. to Got a great Kawhi Leonard performance, Lou Williams, Montrez Hero off the bench, uh, doing their thing, giving energy to that team and to that arena. Um, it was a buzz in L.A. that we hadn't seen in a while uh, from either the Clippers or the Lakers. Uh, you know, it was a playoff atmosphere for night number one in the NBA uh, um, great game to watch, great, you know, energy coming even through the screens, through the TVs there uh, for that one. You got, you know, struggling shooting performance for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but uh, all in all, great game to watch. But since then, you've had the Lakers, my Lakers, of course, uh, who we'll hit on here briefly, but um, have not lost since that opening night game. Now standing at uh, 4-1 and one on the young NBA season. Anthony Davis giving us a 40-point, 20-rebound performance the other night against the Memphis Grizzlies. You had LeBron James, you know, getting his bag last night, giving us 39 points, 12 rebounds, 16 assists, um, trading triple-doubles with Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks, which we'll also touch on the Mavericks a little bit later in this podcast. But, man, that young boy looks good down in Dallas. And he was here for for everything that LeBron was ready to give him. But uh, LeBron, you know, going a little bit of OG status, so to speak, and, you know, showing the young fella how it's done uh, with the triple-double. The AD and LeBron combination has looked great so far through five games. Uh, They're playing really well off of each other and, you know, living up to what LeBron James told us in the offseason and saying that um, this offense is going to run through Anthony Davis. And it has been that way and been true thus far where he's getting a lot of post-ups. He's also getting the opportunity to try to take defenders off the dribble um, and making the most of those opportunities and a lot easier opportunities than what he's had uh, in his previous seasons with the Pelicans. So those two look good. Going back to the 
Clippers. I kind of touched on it briefly, but Kawhi definitely, you know, picking up where he left off uh, to end last year and not missing the beat so far in the Clippers uniform. Um, that team is as good as advertised so far. Um, they did have a little bit of a slip up here the other night against the Suns. Um, and I believe also lost to Utah the other night with Kawhi Leonard resting. But all in all, that is a team that is definitely going to be uh, in the hunt come, you know, May and June, late into the playoffs, because uh, what they've been able to show so far defensively, but then again with the guys like Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell off the bench, Landry Shamit bringing that type of energy, that is going to be uh, something to watch as we progress through the season, and not to mention still no Paul George yet for the Los Angeles Clippers. So um, it's a team that is going to continue to build up momentum and build steam as the season goes on. And I'm definitely excited to see uh, both of those L.A. teams uh, in the thick of things when it gets down the stretch here in the NBA season. Um, Now, going and jumping conferences here, um, I think another team that has been just as good as we probably expected, if not a little bit better so far this season, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, have not lost a game yet. They are um, looking like what I thought they looked like to start the season, and that's the best team in the Eastern Conference. Um, they have one major weakness, which is shooting, but it has not come back to bite them just yet. Um, I think that um, you know when you look at how that team has been constructed and what they wanted to do this offseason, adding Al Horford, going and drafting uh, a young bull like Matisse Thibel, I think, you know, defense is definitely going to be their calling card. You've seen them uh, be able to really hound some teams, you know, looking at the games they played on national TV here last week against the Celtics. Um, They really were bothering Kimball Walker with a lot of the length and the size that they have. I mean, you look at that starting lineup, and Josh Richardson, who is 6'5", 6'6", is the smallest guy in the lineup, and that's definitely going to cause problems for everybody in the league, let alone uh, the rest of the Eastern Conference. So that's a team that I've been excited to see thus far, um, and a team that I think is going to you know, be in the Eastern Conference Finals and more than likely the NBA Finals when it's all said and done. Another team that I want to touch on in the East that is somewhat surprising. I guess the team, not so much, but Pascal Siakam and what he is doing right now in Toronto is pretty special. And here's why I say that. We last saw him in the finals kind of as the sidekick to Kawhi Leonard. Um, And we even saw at different points in the playoffs last season that, you know, we didn't know he was going to be able to take that leap and be the second guy on a championship team. Um, You know, and to see him go from, you know, the player that we were questioning somewhat in the playoffs to what he has started this season uh, by showing us is remarkable. So I think, you know, He's somewhere around like 30-something points right now through five or so games. And it's like, you know, that is probably going to regress a little bit. But he might be one guy that is able to win most improved player back-to-back years because what we've seen this far, we had no idea was coming. And, you know, looking at the extension that he got, um, and speaking of securing the bag, looking at the extension that he got, in a couple years, that might look like a little bit of a discount for the Toronto Raptors. So, 
they have yet another franchise building block on their hands. Um, and the team has looked good and played well so far here to start the season um, and not looking like a situation where we, you know, may have thought that come, you know, December, January, they would be looking to blow up the roster. Um, they are still a contender out east um, and looking to, you know, put a real, real run at uh, defending their NBA championship. So, 76ers, Toronto, both looking good in the East. Uh, I've liked what I've seen so far out of the Celtics as well. Um, they did, again, have the hiccup against the 76ers, but uh, Jason Tatum looks like he's ready to kind of ascend and become the franchise guy that Boston thinks he can become. Um, Kimball Walker, you know, definitely giving that team everything that they probably wanted out of Kyrie minus the baggage. Um, and while he's not the talent that Kyrie is and still a very talented player, um, you know, not having that baggage and not having the distractions kind of makes up for the talent gap almost. So liking what I'm seeing at the top of the East uh, so far now, kind of talking about the baggage and or lack thereof in Boston, we do also have to talk about Brooklyn. Um, The rumblings have already started with Kyrie Irving and, talking through, you know, his ups and downs and mood swings and how that could potentially affect a team. Um, You know, something that I think the other day was, like, talked about as unspoken concern. Um, And I think that's something that you have to be mindful of and watch out for uh, if you are a team like the Brooklyn Nets where – this, you know, has to be a little bit of a bridge year for them. This is not going to be a year where they can bank on winning a championship or being in the title hunt uh, because they are still without Kevin Durant. But, um, you know, you don't want the start of something new to start like this. Um, and it's, you know, very interesting to follow this Kyrie thing and see how everything transpired in Boston and kind of the reasoning he gave for that. Uh, but then also see that, you know, at points when the team was overseas in China for the preseason there were some you know issues or some mood swings that took place over there that the team was concerned about you've kind of heard rumblings of some of those mood swings taking place uh since the regular season has started so something to watch there in Brooklyn and how Kyrie goes about this season without a guy like you know Kevin Durant being there and being able to kind of you know be another voice to say okay hey Kyrie like chill out like you know we need to put winning first and try to focus on making this team better and you know bringing the right attitude every day and you know providing a culture around this team that's going to help it be successful so um now attitude mood swings all that aside Kyrie is balling right now in uh, in Brooklyn put up 50 points the first night of the season uh, albeit in a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves who I'll uh, actually get to a little bit in that price up price down segment that I talked to you guys about Um, but you know put on the show so far and being every bit of the star that they wanted him to be when they signed him so I think once they get past some of this initial turbulence um, good things can still happen for them this season they you know at best might be a team that's kind of anywhere between like four and six in the east but um you know that's enough to kind of get you in the hunt you know make you dangerous come playoff time so moving past to some of those initial takeaways we have to talk about the situation in golden state and for those of y'all just joining us this is the price check podcast 
Uh, I am your host, Josh Price, brought to you by the In The Zone Network and In The Zone Store. Um, you know, looking at this Golden State situation, Steph Curry goes and has hand surgery the other day out at least three months right now. Uh, so if you look at the timetable, we're recording this at 3.13 uh, Central Time here on November 2nd. Three months from now is basically the All-Star break because that's the beginning of February. So they probably won't bring him back before the All-Star break. Bringing him back afterwards sounds you know, feasible, feasible reasonable, all of the above, right? But what happens with a team that we've seen struggle with him on the court? What happens when they are, you know, at the all-star break 40 games into the season and they're 12 and 30 or something like that? You know, like, what happens then when you look up and they are completely out of it, which at this point I fully expect them to be towards the bottom of the Western Conference. And, And when I say bottom, not bottom of the playoff race, I am talking, you know, competing for one of the worst records in the league because of the fact that you have no defense right now on the perimeter and you know playing guys like Jordan Poole, Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal like that's not going to get it done against a lot of the teams that you're going to see in the Western Conference and look at you know some of the losses that they've taken already even with Curry healthy Um, you know they lost by 19 giving up 141 points to the Los Angeles Clippers Um, and shout out to Kawhi again for not only shutting down Oracle Arena uh, but going into the Chase Center and opening the arena uh, opening the arena I should say with the Golden State Warriors uh, and giving them a loss so shout out to Kawhi again but uh, you know you got the new arena you've sold all the tickets maybe it's a good idea to just shut Steph down for the remainder of the season Um, you're probably going to be bad anyway this is not going to be a team that is going to be competing for a championship um, especially you know going three months without Steph Curry you know you don't have the horses right now Draymond Green while he has been a great player for them and has played an a fabulous role for that team and had a very good deal of contribution to their success you can't put that all on his shoulders Um, and I personally still believe that they may move D'Angelo Russell especially if this thing starts to spiral out of control where you know they're 10, 15, 20 games under 500 Um, you know use the asset Make your team better for next year and beyond when you'll have a healthy Steph Curry, when you'll have a healthy Klay Thompson back, uh, because this year is looking lost. Um, You know, kind of the similarity that I've heard and kind of thought about here this week since the injury news broke, um, it's kind of like the situation with the 96 Spurs. Uh, David Robinson goes down, it's lost season, and that turns into Tim Duncan. And so... Maybe the Warriors get lucky and tank this thing out the rest of the season, get, you know, a top two, top three pick, and you get another franchise guy to go alongside your aging stars. So, um, I personally, if I'm Bob Myers, I really think long and hard about just telling Steph, hey, get the hand back healthy get you on the court when we feel like it's time to and if it's not time to come all-star break or beginning of March let's not waste it you know let's 
really look forward to next year and beyond again when we can start packing this uh, you know new arena and you know, selling more tickets with healthy guys on the floor because this team that they have this year just simply is not it. So, um, also have a little bit of a rooting interest in the Warriors dynasty coming to an end. Just again, because my Lakers are, are out west, and what better way to get past them than not having to go against them at all? Perfect, right? So, uh, but no, best of luck to Steph as he recovers from his injury. Same thing for Clay Thompson. Definitely don't want to wish ill will on uh, any other players there. But um, now, moving on to. This new segment, Price Up, Price Down. Um, we're going to look at a few different teams right now that um, I've observed so far uh, to start the season that I'm really impressed by, as well as a few teams that um, I think are performing slightly under or well under expectations. So, starting with Price Up, first price is up on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, if you did not get a chance to see the Mavericks and Lakers game last night. Um, definitely an entertaining game and a fun game to watch. Uh, Luca, who has come out and said publicly that he idolized LeBron James growing up and playing basketball, you know, back home. Uh, you know, he really showed out an opportunity to play against one of his idols. Um, had a triple-double himself. Uh, got banged up a little bit late into the fourth quarter and, you know, had a little bit to say about the referees in that situation as well. But um, I like how he and Porzingis look playing together so far. Um I'm still slightly skeptical about the supporting cast, but those guys really play with a lot of energy and play well together. Um, And they actually are pretty deep. They can go about nine or ten deep off the bench. So really interesting to see how they hold up in the Western Conference the remainder of the year. Uh, Because, again, with Golden State falling out of things and, um, of course, looking at, like, OKC, who was in the playoffs last year, that probably won't be in the playoffs this year. There are playoff spots to go and grab in the Western Conference. Um, Just a lot of teams competing for them. So really impressed with what I've seen from Luka and the Mavericks so far. Um, Next team, the Phoenix Suns. And... You know, the reason why they are on here, one, is I'm just happy that they look competent as a basketball team because uh, that's, you know, a far stretch from what they've been in recent seasons. So, of course, you got Devin Booker doing his thing down there in Phoenix. Um, they've got a real point guard for once in Ricky Rubio, who's been playing very well for them. Um, and the team has actually looked good despite having DeAndre Aiden, their young center, um, suspended here for 25 games for violating the league's drug policy. So, um, interesting to see how they continue to hold up. Um, now, by no means do I imagine that they will be a playoff team, but, you know, you could potentially look up and they're still in the mix come, you know, January or February. Um, I think they still, you know, need more pieces, but having Devin Booker, you've had, you know, a great season or a great start to the season, I should say, uh, from Kelly Oubre. Um, you know, they've got pieces that could continue to play well for them and to continue uh, or could continue to blossom and, you know, do some things uh, as the season goes on. Aaron Baines has filled in very well for them. He's a guy, you know, doesn't need the ball much, plays defense, plays hard every night. Um, so, the, 
you know, finally getting the right types of like vets to mix in with their young guys and guys that are going to actually play like professionals on a nightly basis. So definitely you have to give them a price up shout out uh, for how they've looked to start the season, gave the Clippers their first loss, um, you know, beat the uh, Golden State Warriors the other night on the night that uh, Steph Curry got injured. So Got some good wins so far here to start the season, like what Monty Williams is doing with that young team out in Phoenix. So, uh, last team on the price up list for me is the Miami Heat. Um, have to give them a shout out just because, you know, Eric Spolster has that team looking really good here to start the season. Um, Blending in very well, Mr. Jimmy Butler, who wouldn't got his bag this offseason, um, and really looking at home uh, as the lead guy there uh, for Miami. Tyler Hero, a guy that is a sneaky pick for rookie of the year. Um, you know, I usually give my betting folks out there a little bit of a shout out. So if you're putting some money on something, Tyler Hero for rookie of the year might win you a little bit uh, with Zion Williamson still being hurt to start the season. So, um, but I like Miami's, you know, their core group is kind of weird, but at the same time, the pieces really do fit. You got Jimmy as kind of the go-to guy. Uh, he and Tyler Hero on the wings. You still got Goran Dragic there uh, to provide you quality minutes at the point guard position. Um, Bam Adebayo, somebody that I've been you know impressed with ever since he came out of Kentucky, giving him a lot of energy and a lot of you know good minutes there at the five. And finally has Hassan Whiteside out of his way. Um, and you know you got good role guys like you know. Kelly Olenek and players like that. Um, and then it's Kendrick Nunn. This guy can fly. I've seen some, you know, games of theirs here to start the season, seen some of his highlights. And, you know, Miami is always one of those teams that knows how to find those diamonds in the rough and get those guys to gel with, um, you know, the culture that they have there. So expecting big things from the Heat this year, I think they could, you know, very well be the third or fourth best team in the East. Um, And as long as they continue to play the way that they started the season, I think that's something that's well within reach for them. So, Flipping down to the price down. First team on this list, um, slightly down on, you know, this would be, you know, type of price you go see where, you know, Target, instead of having it at $5.99, they got it at $4.50. It's not a full clearance price, but... You know, giving you a little bit of your your money back. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks. And the reason I am down on them right now is I just don't think that supporting cast looks the same right now. Um, Giannis is still Giannis. We know that Greek Freak is still going to get freaky. You know, (laughs) it's still going to happen. So, um, but missing Malcolm Brogdon, you know, I feel like that is hurting them a lot more than what they probably want to give it credit for. Um, you're getting a lot of minutes out of guys like Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, and maybe one of those guys does step up for you. Uh, but from what I've seen so far, that might be something that really hurts them going down the stretch and you know as we progress later into the season. So um, only slightly down on them. I do fully expect them to be uh, in the mix with you know like Philadelphia when it comes uh, down to the wire in the 
Eastern Conference um, once we get into playoff time, things like that. So Milwaukee's still going to be in the thick of things, but I don't think they are going to be quite as good when it matters most uh, just due to some of those changes around Giannis. And that's going to be big going into next offseason where obviously he can become a free agent. Uh, been you know a few different rumors here in the past. Obviously, you know I fully expect Giannis to stay in Milwaukee, but you've seen the rumors about Toronto really wanting to make a play for him come this offseason. Uh, you've seen it float out there with like the Warriors, which that's probably not very realistic given their cap situation. But uh, to think about like him and Siakam together in Toronto would be pretty scary uh, on both ends of the court. Uh, for the the rest of the league so um, very important that they make sure to get this right before he has the opportunity to leave and this being something that he looks back on as a reason why so um, speaking of Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon the next team that I am down on right now is the Indiana Pacers Um, and I think the problem for them right now is that they are kind of needing Malcolm Brogdon to be the guy in the same way that they needed Victor Oladipo to be. Um, And that's not really his game. Uh, they're definitely struggling right now without Oladipo. They're now going to also be without Miles Turner for, you know, who knows how long with an ankle injury. Um, you know, so they're going to have to battle through some injuries and, and some chemistry issues that we've seen to start the season to really get back in the hunt there in the East. Now, the East, you know, fortunately for them, is very wide open so that, um, you know, they kind of have this wiggle room here at the beginning of the season to uh, be able to play catch up a little bit. But um, I think they're going to be hurting without Oladipo, kind of similar to how um, a team like Golden State is going to continue to hurt with, like, you know, Clay and Steph missing time um, just because of how much he does for them defensively. Um, but then that's the guy that they have to go to when it gets tough down the last three to four minutes of the game. Uh, you really need somebody to go get you a bucket so a little bit down on the Pacers I think they can kind of rebound from these injuries but um, it's going to take some time and it you know might be something that allows some other young teams in the east to get their footing and try to battle for a playoff spot so um, last but not least price is all the way down on the Sacramento Kings I mean 75% off everything must go like the prices are all the way down we, you know, a lot of people at the end of this L.A. thing for Luke Walden, you know, felt like he got a raw deal, felt like, you know, they never really wanted him to be the coach after LeBron got there. I get all of that. But he is looking even worse as a coach with this Sacramento team and has them looking even worse than they were last year now um, than he ever looked with the young guys in Los Angeles. And so the one thing that they, and they, I mean the Kings, one thing that the Kings kind of had in their minds was that, okay, hey, before LeBron James signing and kind of what he was doing with the Los Angeles Lakers and helping those young guys improve, maybe that's the leap he can help our young guys in Sacramento take. Um, And so far, it has been the complete opposite. You know, De'Aaron Fox still has his moments, but he looks a little bit more hesitant and less, you know, attacking this year for some reason. Um, You know, Buddy Hill got his money, but he's been a little bit inconsistent to start the year. Not sure 
what's going to happen with Bogdanovich out there. Um, they went out and got, you know, veteran guys, and it just feels like they don't really have, um, you know, the rotations in the way that they really need them to be, um, which was also something that was a problem for Luke Walden when he was with the Lakers. So, um, and please don't take that, you know, as a biased, you know, Laker fan opinion. No, I, I think that Luke Walden has struggled um in every coaching situation that he's been in since basically being a substitute teacher for the Warriors. Steve Kerr missed, you know, what, 40-some-odd games. Luke Walton goes 39-2, and and it's like, okay, Luke Walton's this great coach. Well, no, man, he was coaching a team that ended up going 73-9 and and has two of the greatest shooters of all time on it. Like, you have to also be realistic and kind of temper your expectations. But even in tempering your expectations, you would think that he'd be able to get Sacramento to look a lot better than what they've been looking to start this season, given um, you know how well they played at different points last year. So prices all the way down on them. I need to see a lot of improvement uh, from them here in the coming weeks to give them any type of arrow pointing up, uh, you know, over the next couple of games, a couple of weeks. So. Looking ahead, man, um, a lot to expect and, and a lot to be excited about uh, about this upcoming NBA season. We got a lot of uh, what they call revenge games coming up on the schedule. I know Kimball Walker is going back to Charlotte, I believe, this week or uh, maybe next weekend. Um, in his return game, we got to see Russell Westbrook against the Oklahoma City Thunder the other night. Um, so a lot of these types of games coming up, a lot more to talk about and a lot to cover as the season progresses but um, until next time I am your host Josh Price this has been the Price Check Podcast checking out <laughs> now this is a story all about how the West got flipped turned upside down and Toronto I took over the NBA now I'm about to become the prince of a town called LA <laughs> San Antonio, playing my game until Popovich started dragging my name. Forced my way out, gave Toronto a try, and I showed everyone that I'm a real fun guy. Hit a couple big shots because I'm pretty good. Crushed Golden State when nobody thought we could. One, one little title for a man called Drake, and then Uncle Dennis said we go back to L.A. I whistled for a Tahoe, and when it came near, the lights to play recording, PG was there. My good pal Lowry's gonna miss my fame, but I signed with the Clippers back home to L.A. <laughs> To stables and LeBron was outside. He said you'll never be king in that busted ass ride. I said this is my kingdom starting today. Gonna sit on my throne. That's the clause I Hey, LeBron. <laughs>